praise, Lord. We bless your name, Lord God, up on today. Someone didn't get a chance to see today. That's the one that lost their loved ones before today. Lord, we ask for your mercy, Lord God, to be upon them, Lord God. And we bless your holy name upon today, Lord. Prepare our hearts to receive your word, Lord. That we can rejoice in your name today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Bless our pastor, Lord. Refresh him, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, Lord, and all the glory upon this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Can we stand to our feet and let's just praise God today as we say Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, Jesus.
Lord, everybody. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to everybody. And we say, Merry, can you tell somebody Merry Christmas? Tell somebody Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. To our online viewers, Merry Christmas to you. Listen, you're probably wondering, uh, Minister T, why are you dressed like the deaconess today? Amen. You are out of uniform. Guess what? You are right. I am out of uniform. Somebody say why. I'll tell you why. Glad you asked this morning. So I am up here with the task of inviting everybody to the biggest praise party of the year that's happening on this Saturday coming. And guess what we're wearing on Saturday night? All white. Somebody said, man, y'all wearing all white in the middle of the winter time? Eels. Say eels. That's right. So we want everybody to come out next Saturday, well, this Saturday coming for our watch night. We're calling it, calling it the watch night whiteout. Amen. We're so excited. We're going to have everything decked. They're talking about deck the halls. We're we going to deck out the Zion Hill Church on Saturday night. And we're so excited to see what God is going to do to and through us. So we want you to come out and praise with us. Pastor is going to bring a prophetic word that will last us the entire year. Amen. Anybody excited about it? Anybody excited about it? How many people have already invited somebody? Raise your hand. Don't, don't tell the truth. You better tell the truth now. Okay, so for those of you who don't have your hands up, I need you to inquire y'all too. I need you to tell somebody what's going on on the hill on this Saturday night. How be fitting for our, uh, our go tell it, you're right. How be fitting for Christmas to fall on this Sunday, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Christ Jesus. Y'all give that a hand, amen. So we want everybody to come out this Saturday. The doors open at 9 o'clock. Somebody say, well, I don't have white. Can I come? Yeah, wear your winter white. And somebody say, I don't have winter white. Can I come? Yep, you can come too. I see your hand back there. She has winter white on. So even if you don't have the white attire, you still can attend. Come as you are. Amen. But tell somebody, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Catch me, man. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Say, I want to see you. Now, you got to say it now. Say, I want to see you this Saturday night in all of your wife. Tell somebody behind you. Say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. I want to see you this Saturday night in all of your wife. I don't have a neighbor, so y'all help me talk to the streamer. Say streamers, online uh -huh. streamers. I want to see you this Saturday night in all of your life. I kind of feel good. Why do I want to see you? Because I got a praise on the inside of me. And when I think about January 1st, 2022, and how God brought me all the way from January 1 to the time now. I got to give him praise. Anybody here don't mind giving God praise 
because he kept you all the way from January. That's a good place right there to give God some praise. As you think about how good he's been to you, how he's brought you over danger seen and unseen, but you tell somebody, I'm still here, saying I'm still standing. And this Saturday night, we're going to praise God together for what he's going to do for the new year to come and what he's done for this past year. Now somebody give God some praise. We can take this right on in to worship. We can take this right on in to the word of God. Praise the Lord. This is Minister Harris again. My task is to do tithes and offering. Amen. Come on. The same minutes you just had. Come on. Let's get excited about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can't wait to 2023. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is the last Sunday of this year. Praise the Lord. The last Sunday of this year that we have an opportunity to bless the Lord with our tithes and our offering. That is an honor. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the word of God. Uh, Malachi 3, verse 7 at the bottom part. It said, return unto me. This is God speaking. Return unto me and I will return unto you. Thus said the Lord of hosts. Listen to what he said. If you return unto him, he will return unto you. You already know how the Lord works. He works in multiplication. He multiplies everything that you give him. So he's not going to give you back what you gave. It's going to always be more. Either your tithes and your offering. I beckon you to this year to start off and the next year an honor to God in this area in our lives. If I was to ask everyone that want a blessing this year, everybody going to say yes. I know you will. But this one thing, if we do and trust God in doing it, God will multiply whatever you give him. We all have experienced the one that's obey, obey God in this area in our lives. It works. I know it's hard to understand, but it really works. Also, don't forget about what Zion Hill is doing. You want to give towards our effort for our youth. This 1925, do not sleep on that. Our pastor's been wanting this, so we want to honor the man of God, his vision of this 1925. You can give it about a month or you can give it all at one time. Praise God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We give you all praise and all glory for today, Lord God. Give us a heart to give, Lord God. Beckon us to give, Lord God. Remind us of your word, Holy Ghost. Remind us of the word, what you say about giving. And Lord, with, even if it take conviction, Lord, convict us, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We give you thanks and praise that we're able to honor you, Lord God, in our giving. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name, Lord God. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Let me thank God for our choir one more time, please. What a blessing to celebrate God with new singing. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And we also are supposed and called upon to enter his gates with thanksgiving. And we enter his court. How? With praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. Has the Lord been good to you? Amen. So we ought to bless his name. His mercy endure it forever. Again, we want to say good morning to all of you. And we want to say Merry, Merry Christmas. And in fact, we can decree and declare Happy New Year in advance. Amen. God is faithful and he is still on the throne. Please let me, before we go around to say Merry Christmas to one another, please don't forget Jesus is the reason for this season. So I hope and pray that you have come to worship him. And I hope and pray that you will put everything else aside. Uh, just think about it. If I'm getting married today, whatever you're going through should not be the focus. It's my wedding day. If you cannot come to support me, you can stay home. But you come even if you just lost your job, uh, that's not the time to discuss that. Amen. The focus is going to be, okay, Joshua is getting married today. So, let's remember today is all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. And when you come to somebody's birthday, it shouldn't be a sad occasion. It should be a time of celebration. So even after we finish greeting one another with smiles, amen, <laughs> with joyful hearts, then we're going to ask the worship team and the choir to bless us and lead us in just praising God for today. I've attended few birthdays in my lifetime. Some of them are mine, but some are other people. And whenever you, you show up, I hope you show up like Pastor Destin said, with a gift. Amen. You know some people show up at a birthday with no gift. That's cold. <laughs> that is real. That's just cold. <laughs> So, but, so if you forget your gift at home, I know you gave for tithes and offering, but consider Jesus' birthday. 
and you want to know how much to give, ask yourself, how much does your salvation worth to you? Because you and me, all of us, we're on our way to hell. But Jesus showed up and redeemed us back to God. I don't know about you, that's something to shout about. Amen. I am so glad that he came because I don't want to burn in hell. So we thank God for this day. It's a special day. Let me call your attention to a few announcements. Uh, many of these you may already be aware of. So we thank God. But for those who may not know, we have some good news, not so good news. But as far as the Bible is concerned, everything worked together for good. To those who love the Lord. Amen. So, and I'm assuming, I hope I'm right, that you're called by his name and you love the Lord. Amen. If you don't love the Lord, begin to love him. <laughs> Life is worth a living just because. He leaves. Amen. Uh, three things, and I will leave you alone. Number one, our own sister Morgan Wilson has gone on to be with the Lord. And amazingly, we still have a reason to be thankful. Religious people will not get that. <laughs> Bless their heart. <laughs> But believe it or not, the Bible actually said the day of death is more important than the day of birth. Ain't that something? Church people haven't read that page. They skip it. <laughs> but God is still good. And the family is doing okay. I want you to please lift them up in your prayers. Amen. I apologize to some of you that wanted to come and see and all that. It may sound like pastors blocking you. Uh, trust me, we know what we're doing. <laughs> so, but this is, you have to, the Lord delivered me from a lot of tradition. So, and we are, we are grateful to all of you who are professionals in the house. They rise up. They offer to help. And we are grateful for that. This church is full of talents and gifts. So this time we do what we need all of us to do is to pray. Amen. That's all we ask of you. Everything is those put it under the table somewhere. And just remember what we ask of you. Pray. Amen. So I get all kinds of calls every day. What about this? What about that? What? Just pray. Your assignment, the assignment for the class, pray. <laughs> Amen. If we need anything else, we'll let you know. Uh, there, 
they are well settled in their hometown with their loved ones and, and if I'm going through guess who I want around me my loved ones that's just a little common sense so we thank God for their faith in God we're going to get help for them uh, in fact I'm spending your money I don't mind telling you <laughs> uh, for the family but that's what it's all about so there's nothing nothing new that's what church family is all about some other good news we have one of our own young lady Miss Joy Joy is Miss Jackie Lloyd's daughter uh, she just got married. We thank God for that blessing. Amen. And to God be the glory. One more thing. Uh, our digital board out there, we have been telling you about it. And we thank God during the week all the equipment came in. So it's all in our custody right now. Thanks to those of you who are deacons, they secured it in a safe place. And on January 3, the company is coming in from Texas just to install it. So that's where we are. To God be the glory. Thank you all for your patience and thank you for your prayers. Uh, I lost my own patience along the way. But thank God for Brother Morris Payne always tell me, Pastor, you taught me to be patient. Now I expect you to leave what you taught me. And that just puts some cold water in my heart. So, but it all worked out. So. We thank God for the blessing. So we're going to start our new year with a bang. Amen. That's what it's all about. All minds clear? Thank you, Minister Terrence, for the announcement about watch night. We are grateful and we are excited about what God's going to do. So let's all rise and please, in your hello and greetings to somebody, don't forget to say Merry Christmas to your neighbor. Shall we all rise?
say thank you to all of you who came home to worship with us this morning. If you are here and you're visiting with your children, your loved ones, will you please let me see your hand? We just want to, oh, look who here. Amen. Wow. Come on, let's do better than that. I even see, amen, that's Dickiness Beard's song, all the way from Texas. I even see people from California, Barbara, anybody else. I just want to celebrate. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. Our choir, music department are coming.
Amen. You are looking good. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible with you, will you please stand with me as we read the Word of God? Just one verse from the, the Scripture. The book of St. Luke, chapter 1, verse number 30. The book of St. Luke, chapter 1, verse number 30. The word of God says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Miss Mary. I almost say Miss Mary Smith. <laughs> ah, pray for me. It's just, it's good to be, to be happy. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with who? With God. That's all we want to talk about for a few minutes. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are so grateful for this special location. Thank you, O oh God, that you love us so much that you are willing to give your only begotten Son. Thank you, O oh God, that any of us who dare to believe to receive him shall not perish. Thank you for everlasting life. Thank you that we know in our knowing that heaven is our home. Even now we still say thank you. Thank you for being God all by yourself. Holy Spirit will welcome you to our worship experience today. Have your way in this house. Speak to our heart. Let this day be a true day of celebration. There's something called hallelujah anyhow. We tap into that anointing right now. And we thank you for your presence in the house. Glorify yourself in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, How to Attract the favor of God. How you, your children, your loved ones can attract the favor of God. If you have been keeping up with this ministry, you will notice throughout the month of December, we have been preaching and teaching about principles that comes during the season of Christmas. On the first Sunday, we told you, during this season, God's message to all of us is to fear not. 
Then the following Sunday, again we come and we share with you about the ministry of angels. That God's got some angels that are watching over you. And we encourage you to allow them to minister. And we share with you how you can do just that. Too many angels are folding their arms unemployed because God's people don't know how to activate their own angels. Then the third Sunday we talk about relationship. We say one of the best messages of Christmas is for you and me to nurture and have a tune-up in our relationship. Mary and Joseph had a relationship. The story of Christmas is incomplete without talking about the relationship. It was rocky for a while. But they allowed the Holy Spirit to intervene and everything come out all right. And we encourage anybody that is now in a relationship or believing God for a relationship when the devil show his ugly head allow the Holy Spirit to help you through your journey. Today I want to talk about the favor of God. Because one common message during Christmas is over and over again you hear the angel tell Mary, you are blessed and highly favored. But that blessing is not just for Mary. That blessing, that anointing is available to every child of God. The body of Christ is privileged. Part of your inheritance is the favor of God. But you need to know how to activate that favor. Many Christians walk around as if they are disfavored. Because they've never infested the time to study on how to attract the favor of God and how to activate the favor of God in their lives. The many people are too consumed seeking the favor of men. That's why they join this clique and join that clique and kiss up to this one and kiss up to that one. And all their life, they're just roaming around. But the most important thing to have in your life is the favor of God. So what is favor? Well, it's very, very simple. It's really basically having the support of Almighty God in what you do. If you recall, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So you need the support of Almighty God in everything you do. 
just to breathe, inhale and exhale, you need the support of God. To raise your children, you need God's support. For your marriage to last, you need God's support. On your job, in your career, in your business, you and I need God's support. Another word for, for favor is assistance. Divine assistance. Every now and then you will see in your life that you are able to do things that you couldn't do for your own sake. God step in and assist you. Favor is when God makes things easy for you. There's something called sweatless victory. God can make that happen for you. In other words, favor is simply God's endorsement. So if you don't remember anything else, just remember one word, endorsement. Say, for example, there's a lady on TV called Oprah Winfrey. She has a book club. Now, you may be in the middle of nowhere. Somebody may have never heard your name. But if Oprah Winfrey says this is a good book, instantly you become a multimillionaire because she endorses you. Now, think about if God, the creator of heaven and earth, put his endorsement on you. You become blessed and highly favored. Tell your neighbor, I got it now. Favor is when you come in late and yet you go to the front row. Do I have a witness in the house? Favor will bring you preferential treatment. Favor will cause you to get a job you didn't even apply for. Trying to make sure you understand favor. So when I tell you how to attract it, it will not be a strange principle to you. Favor will bring you things that you don't even deserve. You're not next in line, but God promoted you on the job. Everybody knows who is next in line. But God said, you, I'm promoting this time. I'm talking about favor. Favor is when you look at the paper, it doesn't even make sense on the paper. But the loans still come through. Divine assistance. Divine endorsement. Faithful is when you have 
opportunity that you don't even see coming. Some of you can identify this thing if you look back over your life and you see some blessings that come along your way. But you know deep within it's not your effort. It's not because you're so smart. But God favor you. I have discovered in my few years of living that God can move you from an inferior to becoming a superior. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about my own self now. <laughs> Only the favor of God can take you from nowhere and put you in charge. Are you still here? That's what happened in this passage I just read to you. Beginning from Luke chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible said in the sixth month. God dispatched an angel from heaven. And the Bible told you the name of the angel. So you don't think that's just some kind of fairy tale. God said he sent Gabriel. And he told you the city where he sent him. Nazareth. Then he told you where Nazareth is located. Some of you went to Israel with me. And we went to the city of Nazareth. You were there. So these are not fairy tales. Real events. They tell you the parish of Galilee. The city of Nazareth. The month. The person who delivered the message. He don't get any better than that. And then they told you in the word of God. That this angel was sent to a virgin. And they told you her name. <laughs> That's the kind of testimony any lawyer would like in a courtroom. Yes. Details. Yes. And you can walk the jury yes. Yes. along the way. Yes. The Bible said this lady, the message to her is what I read to you this morning. Yes. The angel said to Mary, fear not. You have found favor with God. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I will say to you, after this day, get ready for uncommon favor in your life. Uncommon favor. People will watch you move up and they'll be scratching their head. How can that happen? Somebody shall favor. God wants to do for you and me what we cannot do for ourselves. Did you hear what I said? I said God, the creator of heaven and earth, wants to do for you and me what we cannot do for ourselves. One touch of favor 
is worth more than a lifetime of labor. You know how we have been told all of our life, work hard, get a good job, work, 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 and then you work, 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 and still nothing happens. But one touch of favor from God will position you for life. What is favor? Something that gives you an advantage over everybody else. 300 plus people apply for the job, but you were chosen. What is favor? Favor is something that opens doors that are closed. I can write a book about this. Ladies and gentlemen, favor is something that makes you stand out among your peers. Maybe you're just in the kitchen cooking. And there's a bunch of other people cooking. But somehow favor will position you. And then you're singled out to cook for kings and queens of this world. Hallelujah. The Bible describes favor this way. He said, God will give you houses that you didn't build. What makes it a favor is because you didn't build it. But God gave it to you. Hallelujah. God said, I will give you vineyard that you did not plant. Do I have a witness in the house? Have you ever received from God something that you did not labor for? God is always in the business of favoring his children. He said, I will give you wells. And you didn't dig it. (laughs) So what you need, brothers and sisters, what I need is the favor of God. So my assignment today is to show you how to attract it. Because it is part of your inheritance as a child of God. But before I show you how to attract it, let me, let me address the question, why do you need favor? Why do I need favor? I told you what it is, but why do we need it? The plan of God on your life is so big that you cannot achieve it without favor. That's why you need one. The place that God is trying to take you, you cannot get there in your own ability. I am a living witness. You will need the favor of God to get to where God is trying to take you. You know why you need favor to get there? Because along the way, there will be obstacles. Do you have a witness? Along the way, there will be challenges too big for you to handle. 
but the favor of God who assists you in the midst of crisis. The favor of God will sustain you when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Now that's why the Bible says, Brother Derek, it is not by might. <laughs> if I can get this across to my American friends, we will be a better country. It is not by might. It is not by your power. It's by the Spirit of God. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many people in the word of God that had the favor of God. So God don't want you to, to be wondering, what is this thing called favor? So he gave you many examples. There's a lady by the name Ruth. Ruth lost everything. You all know her story. And she found herself working in the field like a poor person. But the favor of God caused it that when she would show up for work, somebody already do the work. All she needed to do is to pick up her. Hallelujah. All she needed to do is just pick up the bundles. Somebody. She don't know that person. The favor of God when it's upon you, people will do what you're supposed to do and you get paid for it. Ah. Joseph had the favor of God upon him. He was sold a slave. But God. How do you turn from being a, a prisoner in an orange suit? Number 56. And one day, within 24 hours, the favor of God caused you to become the prime minister. That's what the favor of God will do. He will move you from the back row to the front row. Am I right about it? There's one young man by the name Mephibosheth. That's right, sister. He was born and the nurse that was taking care of him mistakenly dropped him. And he was crippled for life. But one day, David became a king and he remembered Jonathan. How Jonathan was helping him. How Jonathan was a good friend. So David said, is there anybody still alive? In the house of Jonathan. And sure enough, they said, uh, there's nobody really left, but there's one crippled guy. They're all messed up, can't even walk, and he's living in Lodabar. Yes, yes. That's another theology. That's right. That's right. 
But all of a sudden, David said, please go find him. And bless God, when they found this guy, he was shaking. He thought the king is calling him to kill him. And when he got to the king, you all remember the story. He was placed in the palace for the rest of his life. He don't have to work for nothing. And everything he needed, all of his needs were met. I'm talking about favor. You remember Joshua. Joshua was an armor bearer. He was nobody. He was the one that washed the car for Moses. He was the one that carried the bag for Moses. But one day in Joshua chapter 3, God said, you've always been in the background. But now I'm going to put you. When God elevates you, We're talking about the favor of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember even Esther. Esther, in case you don't know, he was what we call uh, somebody with no parents. Often. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Often. Nobody. And yes, somebody came whenever... When he saw her uncle say, well, the king is looking for, for a beauty, coin, or whatever, and so go try out. <laughs> I've been there. Only God knows how many things I make my children try out and they didn't make it. <laughs> oh, God. They, they auditioned, that's right. That's a better word. And bless God, right while she was trying to audition, somebody came along. And somebody who works in the king's palace and told her, sister girl, don't be like these other girls. This is the perfume that the king likes. Put this on your body for the next nine months. That's all you need. Now I can preach on that because sometimes angel will show up and give you direction. And some of you are still so stubborn and too smart for your own self, you still lose because you will not obey. This young girl, can you imagine just on the world of a a butler or somebody that works. And she bathed herself every day for so long, for months and months. And you know the end of the story. She became the queen. An orphan with no mama, with no daddy. Not even a native of the city. Favor will cause you to reign in a foreign country. <laughs> my brothers, my sisters, there was somebody who was in the position of the queen before her. That somebody, Miss Festa, 
was disfavored. I can preach on that. You know why she was disfavored? The king called for her. And she refused. Many of you, God is trying to bless you, but you are so stubborn. You don't know how to attract favor. The very blessing God is sending along your way. You constantly reject it. She was disfavored. Even Jesus Christ could not operate on this planet Earth without the favor of God. If you read the Bible closely, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, the Bible says Jesus grew up in, in stature, in wisdom, and had favor. Think about it. If the Son of God needed favor on this planet Earth, <laughs> believe me when I tell you, you and I will need the favor of God. Amen. Amen. Favor of God is so necessary that you cannot do without it. So now the question must be asked. I told you what the favor of God is. I told you why we need favor. Now how do I attract favor? That's really my assignment. And once I share this with you, I'll let you go. How do I become doers of impossibilities? How do you move from inferior to superior? How do you come in on a student visa and kings and queens are now consulting with you? You got to know how. Don't just read about it. Don't just sing about it. You need to know how to attract favor in your life. The Bible said Mary found favor with God. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the scripture, the next verse. Verse 31, it said, this is how you attract favor. He said, Mary, thou shalt conceive. <laughs> Mary, not only do you have to conceive, you need to bring forth. Some people conceive, but they kill the baby. The baby is your miracle within. And I submit to you, everyone under the sound of my voice, you need to conceive. Your miracle is in your womb. Men and women, you need to conceive something in your belly. Conceive something in your heart. Conceive something in your mind. Conceive something. If you don't conceive, you cannot give birth. (laughs) 
It's a dangerous thing to be going through life and you can't conceive. The angel said to him, not only are you going to bring forth, call his name. He said, and that which you're going to give birth shall be great. I want to speak prophetically to somebody this morning. What God is fixing to birth from you. What God is fixing to birth in you, through you, in this coming year. It shall be great. 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 The days of small thinking is over. God wants to do a new thing. God wants to take you places you've never been. God wants to show you that he's your God, he's your father, he's your protection, he's your provider. He'll make a way out of no way. Somebody shout great. You know why? Because the young lady asked the question, how shall this be? I'm, I'm giving you the how. The how is how you are trapped. Mary, she received the message, all right. But now she said, how? Show me. That's Luke chapter 1, verse 35, 34. How? That's his way of saying, how do I actualize this prophecy? You need to know how to actualize your vision. You see this building you're sitting in? Somebody conceived it. You got, there's a dream that God has put in your spirit. Dare to conceive in your womb. The world is trying to kill the baby. But if you have the power to conceive, have the courage to bring forth. That's why when you're pregnant with a miracle, you cannot be walking around like every other woman. While they all jumping, running, no, no. It's not easy to conceive. It takes faith to conceive. You cannot wear your underwear normally. You have to learn different way of operating. You want to put on your shoe, you can't even reach the doggone shoe. But while everybody is having fun and having a good time, every week they go to morning and party all day, party all night, but there is something on the inside. And you're working hard to birth your miracle. God deliver me from a child of God that won't conceive nothing. God deliver me from a child of God that God enable you to conceive a dream, a vision, a miracle in your womb. But you lack the courage to bring forth. Amen. 
trying to help somebody. How can I do this thing, brother pastor? I hear you. I sense where you're going with this. But you don't have to struggle. The word of God gives you the answer. That same God who spoke to Mary is your God. Look at verse number 35. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. Stop making excuses. How am I going to do this? I don't have the income. How could this be? My job is not paying that much. How can I start my own business? But I'm only a minimum wage. I never will forget when God came to me years ago. He said, I will take you to places. And I told God in my ignorance, I said, no, you're lying. I said, the only person I see you use are white people. Or a robot is white. Benny Hinn is white. Kenneth Hagin is white. Billy Graham is white. They don't lie to me. I never see you use any black man. God asked me, he said, I didn't know you black. It was a low blow. I began to argue with God. I said, that's part of the problem. Here you made me black. You didn't even know I'm black. God said, I'm sorry. I didn't make no black person. I didn't make no white person. He said, I made you in my image and I made you in my likeness. You call yourself black. The Lord delivered me from that day. You will never see me thinking small. You will never see me thinking like the world wants me to think. You don't create me. You are not on the phone when God made me. God said, I'm made in this image. I'm made in this likeness. I will take you to places you never dream of. If you want to attract favor of God, go to change your thinking. Your thinking. You got to see yourself <laughs> as God see you. I'm quick to tell people. I say I'm a citizen of heaven. <laughs> I was baked and cooked in Africa. You see, but I'm sent to nations. Nations. How do you see yourself? If you see yourself sick, you'll stay sick. If you see yourself healed, you will be healed. No devil can hold you down when you see yourself healed. 
Mary said, how can this be? He said, sister girl, let me tell you something. Let me school you. The power of the Holy Ghost will come upon you. That power of Holy Ghost is the favor of God upon your life. That power of Holy Ghost is what will help you to bring it to pass. He said, the power of the most high. I can stop there and preach to you because God is telling you there are powers. But there is a power that is the most high. Part of the problem is that the people you are chasing around, they have power all right, but they are not the most high power. The Bible says the power of the most high. Ladies and gentlemen, my prayer for you and me is to recognize when it comes to this thing called the favor of God, what you need to do to attract it is to connect with the most high power. A lot of power you're trying to connect to, their power all right. But they're not the most high. Amen. I never will forget one important politician saw me one day. He said, I've heard about you. I said, thank you, sir. He said, but there's something. You've never connected with me. He said, can you imagine what you and I can do together? And as he, the more he talked, the more the Holy Spirit refi- reminded me of this one. Say, you need to connect with the power that is most high. This joker in front of you. You need to plug him to the power that is the highest. You want to attract favor? Number one, listen when God is speaking. Don't dishonor yourself. Number two, dare to be pregnant. Conceive. In your belly, conceive. In your stomach, they are to conceive. Everybody will tell you it cannot be done. But if you have the courage to conceive it, God will help you to bring it to pass. Number three, don't just conceive. Have the courage to bring forth too many visions too many dreams are in the grave. The scientists say an average person used less than 23% of their brain capacity before they die. Dare to think big. Noah 
The Bible says, found favor with God. You know why? Everybody was tripping in the land. But Noah said, no, I've heard from God. And the more he tried to bring forth this vision of building an ark, everybody was laughing at him. And he stick to the game plan. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Let me have somebody in this church. My first sermon in this church, 26 years ago, I told the church, it's going to rain. I don't want to insult them. I don't want to tell them, where you going before? We've got to pick up the speed. Noah stuck to that message. And guess what? It rained. I don't ma- it don't matter how many people talked about you. It don't matter how many people don't like you. It don't matter who, how many people call you name. It don't matter how many people rolling their eyes at you. Once you hear from God, confer with no flesh and blood. I say plug in to the highest power. The power of God. Connect. Some of you say, but I don't have money. See, here we go again. Get your butt out of the way. And simply connect with the power of the most high. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I don't have no partner. Everybody that promised me, they they back out of me. Who are these people? Yes, they may have some power, but they don't have the most high power. Tell your neighbor I got it. What I'm saying to you is that link yourself to the Holy Spirit. One thing I notice, if you have the courage to initiate it, God will inaugurate it. Are you listening to me? That's right, Pastor. If you have the courage to conceive it with no dime in your pocket, with no support system, all you have is the word of God, it will come to pass. Let me end by Telling you this, in Luke chapter 1, verse 36, the angel said to him, he said, your cousin. Am I still in the book? Elizabeth. For your information, she has just conceived. And she did so at an old age. In case to help you, Sister Girl, this is the same cousin of yours that everybody called Baron. Then the angel says something, my favorite verse in the Bible, Luke chapter 1, verse 37. You know what the angel said to him? He said, You need to get this with God. 
You're right, sister. All things. So if you would learn to tune out all these player haters, whispering negative things in your hearing, and remember what God says the Lord during the season of Christmas. God sent an angel to this merry girl and said, with God, all things are possible. Let me end by asking you, who is your own Elizabeth? Somebody who has done what you're trying to do. Who is your Elizabeth? You know what Mary did? Mary once he heard from, from God that her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant. She dropped everything. Brothers, you need mentors in your life. Are you, are you listening to me? If you really want to make it big in life, you need somebody who has done what you try to do. You need somebody who has been where you try to go. That's your Elizabeth. Mary dropped everything. Where are you going? I'll see you later. Eagles don't fly with chicken. Flamingos won't go too far. You need to fly with eagles. People that are going somewhere. People that have done what you are trying to do. And you have to have the courage to go to your Elizabeth. And the Bible, I wish I had time to preach. The Bible said when she got to Elizabeth, that's right, brother. The baby lived for job. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to stop. Too many of you, you are hanging around people that talk about what used to be. Oh, we used to have city revival, every place packed out. Oh, we used to have a big church. We used to have this. We used to use. You don't need an expirer. You need an inspirer. Try to help somebody. Somebody has done what you try to do. Find somebody to push you into your destiny. I never will forget. My, I'm trying to stop. Gee, I want to see my one of my mentors. I see you, baby. Creflo Dollar, Augusta, Georgia. And the first thing he did. He took me few blocks from the church is the home of Evander Holyfield, a boxer, who, by the way, also is a member of his church, gave the church $12 million. Are you listening? He said, let's go and see him. I got there, and I saw Evander Holyfield is just another ordinary person. And when he was sharing his, <laughs> we were talking about how Michael Tyson bite. <laughs> 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 
and he whooped, I can't say it like I feel it. He beat the devil out of the Michael Tyson. One person Michael Tyson will never forget is he found the Holy View. And we were talking. And man, I saw tears running my eyes. He kept asking me, brother, why are you crying? Brother, why are you crying? I needed somebody. I knew I had big ideas. But I don't know how to get to the next stop. I needed somebody who's been there, who has done it, who knows the pain of success, who have witnessed the power of God to show me. People ask me now, you don't sleep that much. I say, I love sleeping. I just sleeping. The day I met Crevlo, my sleeping, I was caught down. Julian was asking me one day, he said, Pastor, how many hours do you sleep? I got to Augusta, Georgia. Creflo expect me at the gym. There's a gym in the church just like you have gym. Expect me there for him. I said, what the, ah, uh, what, what, what? Are we studying Bible or what? No, he wants you there so you can exercise your body. And he did it faithfully every day. He said, this is what it takes. He said, you are not an ordinary human being. Everybody sleep like a slum. But if you're going to get this to where you're trying to go, I'm trying to help you. How do you attract favor in conclusion? Number one. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Listen to God. It's part of your inheritance. Don't disobey God. Disobedience, rough, means faster. The real queen of our position. Once you hear from God, Number two, have the courage to conceive. Conceive the vision. Conceive the dream. I just told you about digital sign. God is my witness. (laughs) And I'm so glad some of the deacons are here. I was told no. And the people that were pushing for that, they said, Lamar sign has a use digital sign. It will cost us only $5,000. I said, no. I had some young people. One is called Eric Ford. Another one is called Mark Hinton. They are all still alive. I said, this is what God showed me. Can you help me figure it out? We insisted. They said we won't have any sign in a new building for years. I said, I'm willing to wait yes, Lord. until I see yes, Lord. what God showed me. Yes. It cost more than $100,000. Right. 
no black church even come close to having that in this neighborhood. Amen. I said, but if God show you something, God is big enough to pay the bills. Are you listening to me? You may not have friends. You may not have the backing. You, your income may not carry it. But the earth is the Lord. Everything. Are you listening to me? You see this building you are in? There's a company in Ball that they want us to go to to build us a meta building. That company is still there. I said, no. This is not what God showed me. Where, pastor, we don't give a flip what God uh, we cannot afford <laughs> what God showed. What part of that you don't understand? We went to several banks. Rejected, rejected, rejected. In case you don't know, we broke the ground. Some of these deacons, they were faithful to follow. We broke the ground with no money to build. I'm trying to tell you the power of the word of God. If you would dare to conceive and you will have the courage to carry your baby. I don't care if it takes months, if it takes years, soon and very soon. You will birth your miracle. I got to stop everybody's time. Tell somebody next to you, Merry Christmas. Mary was a product of favor. Jesus, the baby, was a product of favor. He increased in wisdom. He increased in status. And he found favor. I want to pray with you that you will find favor with God. Because I know if you find favor with God, favor with men will come. Is that all right? Tell your neighbor, are you ready? I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. All I knew is said I would take you to nations. Let me tell you how it happened for me. I didn't do anything to deserve it. I was just working faithfully in this little town called Pineview. You all know my story. A brother by the name, Tommy Tinney, God chases. And the Louisiana outpouring, they need a place. And I rent this place today. I say you can have this place. And the speaker that came to speak for them, the first one, his name is Miles Monroe. Many of you were in an attendance. He stopped his preaching. He said, who is the pastor of this church? 
and he prophesied. God tells me to remind you, he will take you to nations. Right here in this building. Never met him before. Don't know him. I'm not even on the program. Several months later, a lady came in. Her name is Cindy. Cindy is a world known prophet. Cindy said, Which among you is the pastor? He said, Go bring him. Stop us preaching and whispered to me. There were two people that were there. They were trying to catch me if I fall. You know I'm a Baptist. I don't fall easy. That's the truth. Don't push me either. <laughs> I'm going to sucker punch you. <laughs> Pray for me. Another gentleman came gave me his card. His name is Leon Schumann. He said, call me. I lost the card. That's what I was trying to warn you about. When God is trying to take you somewhere, don't dishonor the word of God. To cut the story short, he looked for me. And he's he asked me to come to London, England. He said, I am the CEO and director of the TBN Ministries. He said, I'm going to let you preach one time. He said, one time. He said, you have to find your own way there. You know, preachers, I'm talking to you. You have to find your own way there. You got to learn to invest in your own self. I got there. I didn't know. Never been there. They say, those are three lights. Green light, yellow light, red light. When you see green light, start preaching. When you see yellow light, you got five minutes left. When you see red light, shut your mouth. If not, we'll shut you down. And bless God, the instruction was so simple. I got there. I have enough common sense, but when I start to preach, I don't see any light. I was looking for it. The Holy Spirit blinded me. I was supposed to preach for 20 minutes. I end up preaching one hour because I don't see the light. But amazingly, people were calling in all the telephone line jammed up. So the director say, let him continue. If the customers like this, this is what we need. After I finished preaching, I was soaking wet. The next thing they told me, they said, we've never seen this kind of response in Europe before. So we're going to give you your own program. That's how the Lord take a missionary Baptist preacher from a little town called Pineville, Louisiana. 
all of a sudden, now I'm preaching to every nation in Africa, every day of the year, all nation Europe. If you tell me I couldn't see it, I didn't have the resources, I don't have the brain, I don't have the ability, but remember what the preacher tells you. It is not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit. Favor is unmerited. You don't deserve it. You cannot earn it. All you need to do is attract it. You got it? Hold somebody's hand. I just have a short prayer. Because we have to take the communion. Father God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Everyone under the sound of my voice today, you told me they are candidates for the favor of God. Lord, we are, we are weak. I pray that you will make us strong. Where we have missed you, Father, I pray that you will have mercy on us. Forgive us, oh God. I pray in the precious name of Jesus. I know the gift of God is without repentance. Give us another chance. It was your favor that caused Mary to conceive. It was your favor that sustained Jesus on this planet earth. And through your son, you changed the entire world. Father, I pray for the favor of God upon every man, every woman in this house. I pray, oh God, for uncommon miracles in this new year. Lord, give us the courage to conceive it. Give us the courage to bring it to life. Lord, I thank you. You're faithful to your word. That which you have started in the life of everyone, I pray that you will finish it. You are this, the beginning and the end. You are Alpha and you Omega. And everything the devil meant for evil in our life. I pray that you will turn it around for our good. It is so. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on give the Lord God a clap offering. Let me ask you to do us one favor. There was something given to you in your hand. It's called the body of Christ. Jesus came that he might save you. And Jesus came that he might die for you. So the birth of Jesus is one thing. But the resurrection of Jesus is worth it all. You've been given one of these. I want to encourage you 
to take this by faith today. Jesus said, this is my body that was broken for you. He said, eat, do it in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents a new covenant. If you are here today before we eat, if you don't have one, please let us know. Our deacons will be glad to serve you because we want to eat together. Amen. Is there anybody else here? Somebody way out there. There is power. You know, I talk about highest power. All other power is small power. This is the real deal in your hand. And if you would take it by faith, everything would be all right. Close your eyes. Let's believe God. Father, I pray that you will sanctify this bread. I pray that you will sanctify the cup. I pray that when we eat and when we drink it, it will purify our body. Every toxin, every contaminant in our body be removed. Lord, I thank you for your cleansing. What can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We eat the bread and drink of the cup by faith. We receive our healing. We receive our, our cleansing. And Lord, we thank you for our salvation. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we eat and drink? Lord, we thank you. Tell your neighbor congratulations. You have just purified your system. When the blood of Jesus may contact with your blood, there is cleansing, there is healing, and there is deliverance. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me say, if you're here today and you're looking for a church home, and you want to be a part of this Jesus movement, I want to encourage you to consider becoming a member of Zion Hill. This is a place where you will be fed with the word of God. And this is a place where you can use your gifting, your talents for the glory of God. This is one place where the pastor, the congregation, everybody is growing together. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Let me make this announcement before we go. This week, we will contact you, every one of you. We have a system that we can reach everyone. And if you or your children need some kind of somebody to talk to concerning a lot of what is going on in our world today, even in our own church, we have in this church uh, counselors who are licensed. I deliberately don't allow ministers to do this. We have Christian counselors. We have clinical psychologists. Uh, we want you to feel free to call them and we will make available to you when these precious people are available to talk to you or to talk to your children or even parents. If you have questions and if you need referral, they are also in a position to do just that. Thank God for a blessed church. All minds clear? And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest with us. I pray that he will dwell in us and abide with us. I pray that he will make this Christmas a glorious one for his glory. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.